0: Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the phenomenal Dan Duffy. Dan is a DJ based right here in Dublin. He's someone I met working through Bingo Loco. He is the busiest Bingo Loco DJ uh, by a mile. He's a great dude. Uh, I love this episode. Uh, you're also going to find him at and uh, Monday at the Academy uh, on Saturdays. Um, look, he's one of the busiest men around. You're going to see him all over the place. He's also kicking in Navin for the summer as well as uh, all the festivals um, around the place. Uh, he's going to be at Land. He's going to be at Electric Picnic. Uh, tons more. Go and check him out uh, on his social media because um, he's, first of all, just a gentleman, a really interesting dude as well he is a top class DJ and just someone to keep an eye on um, in other news guys come and check us out in Copperface Jack's the musical we are open this week which is insane uh, we are on for the summer but I promise you that run is going to fly by and tickets are going to fly out so come and check us out uh, it's a real special show I guarantee you will laugh your arse off and uh, yeah I'd just love for you to come and see it as well as that go check out everything in uh, Bingo Loco Land uh, Loco Land first of all is um, their Bingo Loco's uh, first ever festival which is just super special um, and something that think is going to be a massive hit and something that uh, fingers crossed you're going to hear a lot more about in the coming years Uh, and as well as that just the general shows are unbelievable crack uh, I am uh, am seeing as always uh, in and out there whenever um, schedule allows and as well as that Dan Duffy is uh, one of the foremost DJs um, with Bingo Loco and he just smashes it week in week out so um, go and check out those shows I guarantee it you will not uh, regret it as always go check out our Patreon that's patreon.com forward slash personality bingo and if you are in a position where you like this podcast it adds something to your life if you can add something to our running of the show it makes a huge difference if it's just the price of a coffee of a pint whatever it is it's a real easy way to do it and i appreciate anything that you guys can do i know and um, money is tight look dublin is one of the most expensive cities in the bleeding world so like we all have enough shit to be worrying about with our money um but if you live somewhere else no excuses you piece of shit um <laughs> jokes and love jokes and love um what else is going on? Yeah, go and um, screenshot this episode. If you are listening, go and let people know. Share it on your Instagram story. It's a brilliant way to let people know that you like this podcast and you are clearly a person of impeccable taste. If you want to say hello, I am at tmorn93 on Twitter and Instagram. And as well as that, we've got at personal bingo is the personality bingo Twitter account. So go and say hello over there either. Eh, you'll be kept up to... you your gi, you'll be, you'll be kept up to... <laughs> with all things personality bingo and GEE related over on those social media accounts without further ado lads please enjoy the wonderful dan duffy playing personality bingo with tom moran Dan Duffy, ready to play personality bingo?
1: I think so. Well, we'll yeah. see.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I'll give a quick explanation of uh, how it all works. So basically, I have 60 minutes on the clock, 60 balls in here, and 60 corresponding questions. It's weird. I haven't done this in a while, and it feels mm. fresh. Ooh. It feels exciting.
1: Coming, to, coming back with it like a fresh perspective on things.
0: Yeah, when I said that there, I was like, do I normally say something else first? I don't even know. I mean, you're welcome here. Thank you. It's a safe... It it seems, it's very cosy It's padded Mm. Like it would be hard to kill yourself in this room Yeah Like by banging your head off a wall It's baby proof Yeah it's baby proof Mm. For us Um, (laughs) And um, I've also given you five numbers on that sheet of paper there Would you do me a favour and read out the five
1: Yeah so we have 11, 19, 34, 59 and 43
0: Lovely Um, I'm going to ask another favour Could you pick a sixth number Something between 1 and 60 that's not already there Yeah
1: I'm between two but I'll go with Yeah I'll go with 15 Fifteen. Yeah. Any reason? Uh fifteenth of August, my birthday.
0: Nice. What was the other potential number? Uh, forty seven. Mm.
1: I don't know why, but um the whole way through my life I've always been like anytime someone goes, pick a number, forty seven's always the first number to come out of my mouth. Always. Really? I don't know why. I don't know what the significance is. Wow, just always comes out.
0: You're probably going to die when you're 47.
1: Probably. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I'd be surprised if I passed 47, to be <laughs> yeah, honest.
0: yeah, yeah. It's the only logical answer. Uh, and I should say that if all 6 them numbers do come out, that means the tables are turned and you get to ask me any question in the whole wide world. I'll give you a totally honest answer. Deal? Damn. Deal. Sweet. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Nice one. Oh, fuck. This is rustier than me. This
1: suspense.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. We got it. Uh, first number out, it's number 20. Do you have it? Number 20. No. No worries. Don't have it. Uh, the first question is number 20 what's the biggest misconception uh, you think that people have about being a DJ
1: ooh um there's a couple uh, one of them is like the, the party lifestyle everyone's like yeah you're you're always up for an after session you're always up for a party you're always up for always up for fun and to be fair I, I am up for fun but like I'm a little bit I'm not even sure if it's unconventional or not but I love sleep <laughs> I'm a lazy fucker sometimes like i there's nothing I love more than when I play the last song sometimes and I go, Oh my god, I can get into tax and come to bed. Like and then there's you know, there's people down the front that are like, Oh, we'll go back to an after session or we'll go here, or, we'll go there and i kinda of go, No. Like there's mates of mine that DJ after parties and proper like after raves and stuff like that that go on until seven in the morning and I've never been. I've never gone to any of them and every time I say it, people kinda of look at me like, Are you okay? Um, but I'm just a lazy fucker who loves sleep. Yeah. Um and then that and then like girls uh everyone has this uh preconception that like oh you're just like a lady killer (laughs) that like girls throw themselves at you all the time and like maybe they do they certainly don't do it to me (laughs) (laughs) like um i might i might be uh that might be one of those realizations where I'm like, oh no, it's just you're ugly. Um <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, that's that's one of them.
0: Yeah, no, that's funny because like I mean you get maybe similar things like because obviously we met doing the bingo loco, which yeah. may be important to say to start. See, so, like you're, you're a DJ you do tons of other stuff as well as the bingo loco, but yeah. that's where we met. And then like um and I kind of work as like the, the, the host for these shows. Yes. And so y- similar thing, like sometimes you have like after the show and like lads have had a few points and they come up and shake and Oh, so good, so good. And then like like, I bet you're fucking swimming in
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Swimming in what's it Swimming yeah. in
0: I, I was gonna say I, I really don't like the word I hate Pussy it. Oh, I hate it I really don't like <laughs> it's it so bad Yeah
1: Especially in that context Yeah exactly yeah. My uh, my little sisters have a cat <laughs> And uh... I always find it so bad because they always call her puss. Oh yeah, they don't call her by her actual name. She's a puss, and every time they say it, like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. I just cringe,
0: a little cringe. But um, but yeah, like that, and, and you can kind of like, I and mean, like, it's much easier to just go, yeah, yeah, that's mm. right, lads. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. But like, rather than be like, well, no, no I'm extremely lonely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 like, it is that funny thing of like. Uh, then sometimes I'm like, well, maybe that's true, and I I I don't have a good radar for like. Yeah, <laughs> I think up on uh, it.
1: I, it's one of those things, and I think. I'm going to terrify my girlfriend now saying this, but, like, when you are single as a DJ, you get, like, nothing. Like, no no girls give you attention, no girls want to talk to you, anything like that. I've always found every time I've been in a relationship, that's when the girls are down the front looking at you and they're kind of waving at you and they'll come up and talk to you afterwards. And you're going, like, why couldn't this happen six months ago when I was single? Not, yeah. like, but, yeah.
0: That, that That's a funny thing Like you wonder Is that just Is that just like That thing of uh, Coincidence Or that you you don't notice it Then but you yeah. do now Or is it like A thing of that Like there's nearly
1: Is it like an aura Of not caring Exactly And like yeah Like whatever I don't need to look For your attention And then they want The attention even more I don't know I don't get it Yeah um, But it's a strange one
0: mm, That's funny And then in terms of, Like the whole like Party element of it And stuff and like mm. You know Being on board for it Yeah But also Not to the extent Of like, of orders, like, is it something, is it, like, a conscious decision? Because, obviously, it is, like, I was thinking about this, like, in terms of, like, in terms of drink, in terms of drugs, if you want to go down that route, yeah. like, even in terms of just, like, sleep and general wellness. Like, when you work in, let's just call it, like, the entertainment industry, because, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, it can go, it, the same goes for me when I'm, like, acting or doing comedy or if you're a musician, any any of these things, mm. like, you're generally working from, Eight nine in the evening until close to midnight. Yeah, and then it's like, what what do you do? And then the job generally is quite high octane and generally yeah. like a lot of adrenaline going. And then it's like it can be hard to just go back and sleep. Yeah, so- it's
1: I it's something I I struggle with, and I think it's um, I think it's kind of why there's a lot of mental health issues in in what we do, and it's it's, it's weird going from being the center of attention in the room to like you know I'll be top of the main room and there'll be you'll be playing out tunes and people think you're amazing and they come up to you afterwards and say oh that was amazing like you made me night or whatever and that's great but then you go from that and like sensory overload so many people all the lights and all the loud music to all of a sudden you're sitting in the back of a taxi in total silence on your way home by yourself and you're alone entirely with your thoughts and it's kind of it's it's i don't know it i think that's why there is so many mental health issues that along with you know all the the issues with um you know kind of so many lads do go down the route of let's just party all the time and then they lose their mind from you know drinking all the time or drugs or whatever it is Mm. um but yeah it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird kind of switch to go from like so high octane bang energy to all of a sudden you're sitting in the back of a taxi and there's just silence
0: and do you find like if you're on stage do you find like are you very much like dialed in to the music to the moment to do what you're doing there or like those dark thoughts that like can come in in the taxi like mm. will you find yourself on stage playing whatever you're playing and those dark thoughts are still there or does the music um, very much separate them out yeah no it
1: depends Um it depends on the night really mm. um, if you go in and the and the, the club is, is kind of quiet or if you're having a night where you're kind of struggling to keep people on the dance floor or you know a multitude of different reasons um, they kind of creep in a little bit when you're playing, and then you're kind of you're trying extra hard to to block it out. But mm. like mates of mine know, and they've they've seen me playing stuff. Um, if I lock in and zone in, I'm like, there's no talking to me. You mm. can't. They could be like, I could have my grandparents could be down the front row waving at me, and I wouldn't even know. Like I, I. I dance like an absolute psychopath <laughs> and jumping around the stage and like New Year's Eve, uh, last year. Um, now I think it was probably the two bottles of prosecco that I drank. Um, Never any harm. But you, uh, now was like there was so many videos that were sent to me the next day from people that were in the crowd that like me taking off my shoe and using it as a phone and like dancing <laughs> on the stage and then like lying on my back pretending to swim and all. I was just, like, when I just when I just get in and have fun, it just it gets weird. Mm. Um,
0: and what about in terms of then like. Yeah, and like, and how, like, so that was one of the that was one of the interesting things. That's one of the things that I really like about working with you is like that thing of of getting weird. And so, like, and also in terms of like song choice and stuff, like you're mm. very happy to go down that route and like very weird, take a risk. Just go for it, yeah. So okay, but first of all, okay, let me come back to that first question. When you're doing a club, let's say like you play the academy, In the academy, yeah. right? So like you're doing the academy. Do you have a conversation like with the owners, with the head barman or whatever? about like what they want from you. Like it was interesting when you said like if you're having a night where you're struggling to keep people on the floor. So is the inference that that like the job is to keep people on the floor?
1: Well, yeah, that, you know, fundamentally that that is what it is. You have to try and keep people dancing. Um, but with with the academy, I'm I'm very lucky in in the sense that they know exactly what they want and there's no gray area really they're like look this is the exact vibe that we want and you can you know whatever way you can make that happen Mm. do it right but we don't want anything anything different you know what i mean they're like at, at heart we are a commercial club we like to do things our own way and they are you know they do um they do kind of make sure that music is kind of at the centre of everything because Mm. uh, you know there's a lot of clubs and a lot of commercial clubs where like the is just kind of like the afterthought just like i just stick anyone in but you know I'm lucky in the sense that they're very um, they're very involved in that process
0: and do you has it ever been a case of where like going down that like weird route because I'm interested in first of all where that like came from but then has ever been a case where like Dan too weird
1: <laughs> um i've not hit the two weird points yet okay. i know it's coming i know like i know for a fact it's coming i played the super mario theme tune the other night ah. in in full um <laughs> and i mixed a tune over it so like i i actually said on the microphone i was like if if this is your first time here you don't obviously know that i like to get fucking weird mm. um so let's just see what happens and i played the super mario theme tune and everyone in the crowd was like what the fuck is going on and then mixed a track into it and they were going oh this is kind of really funny and, and cool and everyone kind of gets loose then yeah um but it was weird like when i when i started out dj and obviously i i um i started when i was uh 18 in college um and was real like around all these super cool djs like no i only like house music man or like i only like techno or i only like breakbeat kind of tunes and they're like oh shit like everyone else is like that okay i better be like that too mm. so then i remember i was booked to play um i was starting to dj a little bit you know around the college and i was booked to play my local ferroiga disco um i used to be very involved with ferroiga um at home and they booked me to come down and play and i was like yeah unreal savage gig it was to lot of 12 and 13 year olds yeah. i was like yeah savage gig and i went in and even my mum came with me like <laughs> my mum and two of my mates came with me and i set up and i did everything and you know, I went in and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna play like a real cool, like kind of house set, and could kind of play all this kind of stuff." And they looked, all these kids were coming up to me, going like, um, "Will you play Taylor Swift?" And like, yeah. "Will you play all this?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> we talking about like absolutely not." And then I very quickly learned that <laughs> you just can't say no, and it was just like that was. I've had a I had a couple of those gigs starting out where like you go in and things just go shit, like really bad, and I would take it really personally. Remember, I I played um my mum was like on the organisation committee for the school, like the parents committee and they were doing a fundraiser. It was like a, an all-star Mr. and Mrs. type thing. Mm. Um, and they had me DJing for it. And again, like that I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out and play like nice cool house music and can be nice. And it was in like the Sally gardens in Ratkenny, like a real proper <laughs> country pub. And they had me out in the marquee and it was that bad. And no one wanted to dance that the, uh, owner of the bar came out and closed the doors to the marquee and just left me in the marquee by myself Oh my God. and it was so bad man and i went home and they were trying to pay me and i like i went home and locked my locked my bedroom door my mom and dad trying to get in in the morning and I was like oh like it wasn't that bad like it was fine and i was like i don't want the money like keep the money put it back to the school i don't want it like i've, I've made a fool of myself and he um, locked the door. I locked the door, and then ev- eventually I let them in, and they were like, "Oh, come on, like just get up and get on with it." But,
0: but he, like the marquee fella, locked the marquee. Oh, oh he yeah, he, clo- closed he closed the door, the door and yeah. left you playing with yourself. Left me playing with myself, yeah, in, more in the corner
1: more. in a dark marquee. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, yeah. real bad. Right, let's give it a spin. <laughs> Go for it.
0: Whoa, came flying out. All right, next up is number twenty-nine. Do you have it? I do not. No worries. Number twenty-nine. Um... When you think about your childhood, this question hasn't come up in fucking wow. ages. When you think about your
1: childhood. Here we go. We're Uh-oh. Getting, we're getting slightly nervous. <laughs> Ma'am, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> yeah.
0: What's your most clear memory? Good or bad?
1: What's my most clear memory? Um There's so many. Um two came to my head straight away. Mm. Uh one of them because GAA has been on my head recently. Um I used to go to a lot of GAA matches with like my best mate Ronan. Uh, shout out Ron and Scott. Um, his mum and dad used to bring me to a lot of Dublin GA games, mm-hmm. and um, we, yeah, for some reason that's that's been in my head a lot recently. I, I went to the the Dublin Mead Lancer final there the other day. We don't talk about it. We we don't <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, we that's that's been in my head a lot recently for some reason. Um, that and then purely because I felt bad that my parents weren't involved in that one, I then started thinking of another. One, um, was. My parents took me to like Disneyland, um, when I was just what age? Was, I was about nine or ten, and it was in March and it was snowing so hard. Oh my god! It was it was like a couple of inches of snow, and I remember walking around, and uh, we were just coming out of the you know this, this the car stunt show that they do in in Disneyland, and we just come out of that, and I just have this memory of my mum slipping and falling on her ass in front of a load of people, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. Contain myself, <laughs> like I don't know why they're the two that, that came to a head, but yeah.
0: Falls are so funny.
1: It's so funny. Like, um, there's
0: nothing like as a comedian, I can never get a joke better than a good fall.
1: <laughs> seriously, someone falls in the middle of a gig. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like just no look one at that. saw that. Yeah, I yeah, promise.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have nothing to add to this. Just look at the person on the floor and <laughs> and hope they're not like seriously hurt. And then you look like an asshole. Yeah. What about um? So what what about like what I'm 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 yeah, the J is on my mind too. I think the J is so interesting. What, it is. what are your uh like? Did, did you play?
1: I played a lot. Yeah. Um, I was like a a weird kind of good, but also really bad at it. Okay. What's that? Like, mean? I'd go through weeks of being like really good and like surprisingly good at myself. I'm kind of going, Jesus, where did this come from? Mm. And then I'd go back to being like back average okay. at, at best. Um, I played like because. I I was born in Dublin and grew up in Dublin and then moved out of Dublin to Navan, and then moved from Navan to outside Slane to like a really small um like a really small community, mm. and our GA team was so small that we had to join up with the rival parish f- to play like uh, under sixteens and minor and stuff, and because it was so small, there was a time where I was in secondary school where I was playing football seven days a week, um from like under sixteens under seventeens and under eighteens uh, m- or like minor uh under 21s and like junior for the for the seniors and mm. it was like utterly insane when i when i look back on it and now that i look back on it kind of going how were you that level of involved like athletically and now i've gone to like zero i just don't do it at all and do you miss it uh from time to time yeah i there's been a couple of times where i've, I've loved to have gotten back into sport um kind of soccer and and j a but Obviously, given the the career path I've chosen, it's not really feasible to get up for a nine o'clock in the morning Sunday league match, uh, after you know six gigs over the weekend or whatever. So, mm. um, it is something I've always wanted to get back into. So, hopefully, someday, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and what like what is it? Uh, yeah, and like that. That's another interesting thing about the nature of that work is like even in terms of art, like obviously talking about like having a girlfriend and stuff like that mm. who's like on a much more of a 9 to 5 schedule yeah like, she's a primary school teacher yeah so yeah. like there, that like uh, like that in loads of ways like you're like how the fuck does that work like
1: <laughs> yeah um, with great difficulty sometimes yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was feel really guilty because I don't know the, the whole the whole time I, I was brought up um my family always thought I was the laziest little shit ever. Like mm-hmm. thought I was I was bone idle. I wouldn't work on batteries. I think Manual Labor is the Spanish ambassador. Like I've heard them all. Mm-hmm. I've I've really heard them all. Um but it's weird that I've kind of I I've kept that in some in some aspects of life, but then in, also I've not. Um like If I do have a day off or if I'm not gigging until eight o'clock that night, you can trust I'm in bed till six, uh, get up, have a shower and then go. Mm. But uh, then there's other aspects of my life where I'm like, I'm stupid busy and I don't know when to say no to work. Mm. Um, so it goes from like my family still have this weird conception of like you're lazy, but also you're kind of not, but you are. And, and it's you, a weird one.
0: Do you think they inform each other? Like, do you think your inability to say no and you're like the fact that you find yourself like constantly going and not really understanding it is on some level just a thing like to prove to your family that they're right. I think
1: I think subconsciously probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um it's it's a weird one. My mum uh, stuck up for me there recently. My grandfather, the, my grandparents do a lot of travelling and they were in Mexico there recently and he came back and um he always gives me such grief over like if I'm in if I sleep until twelve or one, he's giving me such grief going like Fucking get up and get on when you should be up at nine o'clock in the morning mm. you know now it's not feasible when you're going to bed at five six in the morning but uh he was in mexico and came back from mexico and he was at a they were at dinner or something and he sat down and was like oh, i just don't know what's wrong with me like i'm I feel like i'm a bit jet lagged and jet lag never hits me was like, you know i get into bed last night and i was i was like asleep until three o'clock in the day and that's not like me and my mother turns around and goes oh that sounds like daniel no no absolutely not no, she's like no that's exactly what it is he's it's it's like i work in a different time zone yeah. I, I am technically jet lagged uh without all the flying mm. um i just live on a different time zone and a lot of my families don't really get that sometimes mm. um you know they'll ring me at one o'clock well, what the fuck are you doing in bed i'm like well i only get into bed at seven o'clock this morning do you know what i mean right um so yeah it's a it's a weird kind of relationship i have with with work and I don't want to be seen as lazy but then I am lazy and it's it's a weird one
0: yeah and it was also interesting like when you were talking about the memories and like that like it was that like general because like it was funny when you were when, like that question that we we're on now mm. it was asking about like memories and you kind of had like a vague ja memory of like going yeah. to matches with like uh, like a a, a mate and a family friend mom yeah. or whatever yeah. but then also that thing of like the little pop up of being like oh but I also feel like guilty that my parents aren't involved in that yeah that's funny <laughs> Therapist Tom. <laughs> Therapist Tom.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's <laughs> my, it. favorite Tom. <laughs> my favorite Tom. Therapist Tom. favorite Tom too. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll start
0: doing that at bingo. Like, someone wins a prize, and uh, like, it'll just be on like, stage therapy. Yeah. Yes. You win the prize. Yes. One. I'd love that.
1: So, when was the last time you spoke to your grandparents? <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you was you were home for a family birthday? I think it'd be good. I I'm on board. <laughs> I like I'll it. I'll play sad songs. Yeah, really do. It.
0: Oh yeah, like a bit a bit of co-play. Like yeah. yeah the oh
1: yeah wow fix you yeah we'll yeah work. proper yeah any we'll, we'll work that out <laughs> okay new show idea let's just pause this podcast <laughs> yeah, 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 and just go at that mm-hmm. okay sweet
0: but yeah is but is, is that like serious no but <laughs> yeah it, no you don't we don't want to talk about it if you don't want it but it, that, that is an interesting thing of because of that thing of like with families and like like they're like i even had it going home after a month and not being home right and i was home yesterday i went like straight my mom picked me up from the airport super sound went home for the day had like a nice family dinner yesterday but like also that thing of like like how i feel i should be amongst my family versus like where i'm comfortable yeah. being and where like where i yeah. actually want to see my sit.
1: my i have a really weird relationship with my family um my mom had me at 19 mm. um so i grew up in the house with my grandparents mm. and my aunts and uncles uh like my youngest aunt was 11 when i was born so i'd kind of see them as my older sisters and brothers rather than aunt and uncle if you know what i mean um it's like i'm in a weird i'm in a weird like cop between two generations um like my mom and all her brothers and sisters are obviously they're the the children of my grandparents Mm. and then my grandparents grandchildren are all like i think i was 11 or 12 when the first one was born so i'm like a good bit older than the rest of them mm. and i'm kind of you know you, you'll go to a family christening or something and they'll be getting pictures oh and all the grandchildren get in and then they're kind of looking at me going right go on you get in we're like oh shit yeah that's that's what it is but my family because of that are really like involved not not really involved in my life and my decision making but like it's my family are very opinionated mm-hmm. <laughs> they love to get their opinions across even if they're not really asked for yes, <laughs> um, yeah. so our family group chat is called the Smurfs uh, on Whatsapp and it just sometimes it can be it can be a bit much but yeah my family are, are very involved and like before we are like past girlfriends and stuff they never really understood why I would take on board so much of what my family said but mm-hmm. it's just a difference in, in kind of in family structures I suppose it's just mine are really involved in, in making sure their opinions are heard
0: yeah, and do you like? Is it the kind of thing where you feel like you need like boundaries to protect yourself from that, or is it very much inform how you make your decisions? Yeah, like I think
1: as as I as I grew up, um, it would always get to me, particularly with my grandfather. Um, he can be a very difficult man to get on with. Um, I love him to bits. I adore him uh, to the moon and back. And you know, his, I'll always ask him for advice, even though I know I'm shooting myself in the foot by doing so. <laughs> because here we go. Get ready for a two-hour phone call. Okay. Um, but he can be a quite difficult man to get on with but I get on I forgot where I was going with that shit
0: like do you think you're similar? is that what the difficulty um, is?
1: not really Um, he he's a very blue collar man Um, he you know had his own uh, roofing contractors business so all my, my family are like builders mm. so when I was working in bars and stuff through college it was never like it wasn't real work and then when I was working in an office with a music magazine it was sure that's not real work Mm. and then when I'm DJing oh sure that's not real work do you know what I mean real work is if you're lugging bricks up and down a ladder um, you know on a site so yeah a lot of my my work stuff comes from my work ethic and stuff I'm assuming comes from from him and my family
0: and uh, like it's it's an interesting thing I was one of the DJs on staff with Bingo and I was chatting to them about DJing, but like I don't know for whatever reason, it took me by surprise that they were very much like, oh yeah, this is like a now thing. Like I, I got the impression that they. I think d-
1: that was me actually. Yeah, um, we, I think we we spoke about that when we were in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. I I I know that there's an expiry expiry date on what I'm doing. Really, I know for a fact. Interesting. Uh, I don't want to be in my thirties and forties DJing mm. uh, in the club. I'm 23. I'm feel pretty young, um, and I'm in clubs now with 18 year olds, and I feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, so. I know there's an expiration date on what I'm doing, and it's just about taking the next step in my career. To like, I want to stay in the music industry. I feel it's what I'm good at, mm. um, and it's just about finding the next step in terms of finding longevity in my career.
0: Mm. Interesting. And do you have like, do you, like for you? Is it are you going off like a feeling like that, or do you have like by twenty eight I'll be gone?
1: Or no, it it's I'll I'll ride the wave, yeah, uh, for as long as I possibly can. I will. <laughs> get every last bit of juice out of that orange um but yeah i kind of i do know that there there will be a time when i either i don't want to do it or i can't do it or i just look weird doing it Mm. so and i really don't want to be that 40 50 year old dj playing in the country nightclub who's really out of touch with the kids and is like oh the kids are wrong it's not me do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i I don't want to be i don't want to eventually turn into that person i wanted to i want to you know take a step into managing guys or you know looking after events and stuff like that and because i know that's something you can do when you're in your 40s and 50s or whatever you can still be very much involved in the in the industry but not be the face of it if you know what i mean
0: yeah and so in terms of like your general personality would you like is that because it's interesting i feel like there'd be a lot of people at this point and as you said like going along in, in that like riding the wave was the phrase you use, yeah, right yeah. And, but they're not necessarily looking at like what happens like you know
1: 20 waves down the line I know a lot of, of friends of mine that just aren't they just don't think long term right and I, I think a lot of the reason I've had kind of the success that I've had is that I you know it's short term sacrifice for long term gain okay uh, with a lot of things it's like you know um, a friend of mine was offered to uh, a really good gig for him and he was but he was also offered to go down and play one of his mates 21st mm. and he was saying what do I do do you know what I mean I, I don't want to let my mates down but it's also a really good opportunity for me and I think it can be one of my downfalls sometimes that I'm too career oriented where I'll turn around and I'll be like no obviously like fuck everyone's feelings and I'm just going to go and do the thing that I know is going to be best for me in the long term mm. and I know it can it can sometimes uh, it can sometimes piss people off or hurt people or whatever and you know i don't mean to do it it's more i just i'm so tunnel visioned sometimes about the my career that like he asked me that question i'm looking at him going it's the obvious answer right do you know what i mean it's it's a mate's 21st like he'll get over it um and it's a really good gig for you that might lead into some incredible opportunities
0: and it, in those moments when you do you hurt people's feelings and it's not intentional like what's your approach to making that okay again
1: uh, I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> Never talk to ignore again. it yeah. ignore it and hope it goes away um, yeah like I don't know like are you um, good at
0: owning that sort of stuff like when you fuck up are you good at like being I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry yeah
1: I'm I'm very good at coming out and being like yeah look I fucked up here right. um, but sometimes it just doesn't help like with uh, with my family um, I was with the first my first time DJing in America and Canada it clashed with um my aunt's son so my cousin mm-hmm. uh, his communion and I feel like she everyone knew the decision I was going to make like I'm not going to turn down you know going to America and to Canada to DJ like childhood dream hello mm-hmm. not going to turn it down but I think I annoyed them at how quick i made the decision (laughs) if you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't even like it was like oh but the communion oh shit i can't like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do here it was literally like yeah obviously i'm going to do this and i think that might have pissed a couple of people off um but it's fine now We, we I was kind of like, yeah, look, I'm sorry, but it was.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like what you actually did was just the most honest thing because you knew what you wanted to do and you just did it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, but like it's funny that like they need like sometimes that bit of theater around it like really yeah, helps. It does. It's and weird. It,
1: but it, I I feel real bad because you're like, it's very false. Yeah, um, no, whatever, no. whatever way you look at it, it it's very false and kind of everyone knows it. Yeah. But people are kind of like, yeah, but I still wanted you to, you know, at least. Pretend to be a little bit remorseful yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. No, because What
0: you did was definitely like the it was most definitely honest the right choice thing, and the most
1: honest thing to do. But yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, people, yeah, people, and people, feelings. You have pe- to people and their feelings. Yeah, oh my man. God. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about like, so, like even when I was away, like it would, it would happen because you're like the fascinating thing with being away is that you're just meeting new people who. You've never met before, and like you know, obviously we, with your auntie and the example we were talking about, like you're gonna see her again all the time for oh, like yeah. you know like the rest of each other's lives, like your Pretty family. Much, yeah. Whereas, um, you're traveling, like you see someone for like a day, two days, three days, probably max, mm. and like you never see them again. But like it's like interesting things would happen when you're traveling. Like for example, I've got like. A sh- like a shake in my hands mm. sometimes. I'm like a shaky hand mm. person. Yeah? yeah, and like it's really interesting, just like the way people approach that. Like I always use that as a good barometer for like people. Like some people will just come up and go like, "Ah, man, what the fuck is wrong with your hand?" <laughs> and you're just like, such an interesting like uh, way to approach someone who has a shaky hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, but it's it's just that thing of like, as in. Like that's their Honest response is like, Yeah you can just be Flat out honest he has yeah. a shaky hand Or yeah. else Or else You you kind of Like again Like maybe the less honest thing But maybe the kind of thing Is like to pretend Not to notice You know what I mean Yeah or- when, it,
1: when there's stuff That's glaringly obvious And you're like oh, I just don't Like when you're on, on the Lewis And there's like Two people having a full blown Domestic on the On the Lewis And you're kind of going Ha 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 I'm turning off the music that's in my headphones but I'm pretending <laughs> not to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I want to hear what's going on but I'm also like, ignore at all costs. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. I don't want to get dragged into this.
0: Yeah. Oh, you can't beat a good a good fight.
1: A good fight on the Lewis. Like the that you've had nothing bus. to do with. Yeah. One of the weirdest Dublin bus memories I ever had was like, I um, was on the 13 leaving college. I went to college in DCU and I was getting the bus back into town and uh, it was absolutely disgusting. There was two lads down the back and they were um, they were using I don't know what drug it was I I was in first year in college and was like proper nervy Mm. but they were using some form of drugs down the back of the bus was too afraid to turn around and look and then one of them just was like I need to go for piss and just stood up and started pissing Mm. and it was like they were behind me so I was like oh my god like that's gonna roll that's gonna come down (laughs) at my feet and I like lifted up my feet onto the thing and looked down and there was just like piss flowing underneath the seat.
0: So, in terms of the geography of this pissing,
1: <laughs> so he was he so he was in the back row. He was on the back row of the bus, and so yeah. he was
0: pissing down the corridor or down under the Not seats. Like down under the seats. Interesting, interesting choice. Oh, yeah. Like where because I think I feel like if I was going to do that, which I wouldn't. <laughs> but if I was going <laughs>
1: to do it, go all out. Just stand in the middle with everything out. Just be like, yeah.
0: Or like I think it. I might have pissed into the cushion for a bit yeah, of soakage. Oh. Uh,
1: you know what I mean? Clever. Maybe. Clever. I mean, God bless the person that sits down on it yeah exactly that's someone the thing. must have spilled a bit of water <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Um, oh, but do, like sometimes i think about that like the amount of piss that you must interact with on a daily basis that you just don't know
1: oh definitely the amount of times you'll you'll leave a club at night and you'll just walk past like an alley and you just catch a whiff you're like haha <laughs> yeah there it is yeah, yeah. Couple is it- couple of random streams that you don't really know where they've come from mm. no that's definitely yeah
0: Sometimes you get a feeling that it's time to roll the machine again. I feel so, yeah. <laughs> I think when you're talking, talking about,
1: about <laughs> Talking about drug abusers, uh, pissing on a bus yeah. is kind of a good one. Yeah.
0: That, that is a good clue. All right. Uh, next up is number six. Do you have it? Uh, no. No worries. Number six question no. is, uh, if you couldn't do what you're doing right now, so DJing, what career would you pursue?
1: Ooh. I always, always, always wanted to be a lawyer. Mm. Like going, to, i think it's one of those one of those jobs that everyone when they were in secondary school was like yeah i want to go on and do law or i want to be a barrister and all this kind of thing now i never like i never would have been able to do a law course Look, looking at mates of mine who were in law when i was in college looking at it going jesus christ not to hope
0: and what is what is it that you see them doing that you're like i couldn't do it
1: um just the sheer amount of stuff Man. um just essays and stuff essays were always like i knew i did history in in secondary school and for anyone who did history will know the pure amount of writing um and I knew what to be writing mm. <laughs> my hands just couldn't move quick enough so that was like my teachers were always like correcting my my stuff going like you you know this and i bullet point my last essay because I'm such a slow writer that I couldn't actually finish everything in an exam um but just the sheer amount of writing i i couldn't never get around to it mm. but if I wasn't doing that was like if you were to ask fifteen year old Dan, he would have been all righteous and be like, I want to be a lawyer. Mm. Um if you were to ask twenty three year old Dan, um radio. Mm. I'd love to get into radio. Um something I've always wanted to get into really. Um and there's been a couple of opportunities to get into it with, with DJ and thankfully it's 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 close enough to it that, that you can, but mm. um it's just uh with the the way my schedule is at the moment, I, it's not something that I could take on. But you never know it might might be something that that comes along down the line
0: yeah what 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 is it about like because a lot
1: a lot of my family were involved at radio no uh, way. yeah my uncle still um is still a host on 104 fm 104 and lmfm God. so wake up to the 80s with eamon duffy on fm 104 you're welcome eamon um for that one uh it's like six o'clock in the morning on a sunday morning
0: i was gonna ask yeah like in terms of like a slot like would you have a timer like that's the dan duffy time like <laughs> Because it's interesting, like, the people who do, like, er, like you know, early morning yeah. versus, like, the, the mid-morning. Then I like, don't
1: think I'd be a, I'd be a morning radio type yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to get up for five. You'd, you'd be coming straight from your like, your, <laughs> yeah, finish at s- 4 a.m. I used to do that when I was shadowing. I used to shadow my uncle uh, in FM 104, and mm. I'd go from a gig at 3 or 4 in the morning straight to Mackenhouse down to FM 104. Really? And I'd be, like, no sleep. And he's trying to get me to run the desk, and I'm kind of falling asleep. And he's going, come on, like, pick it up. And I'm going, mm. yeah, yeah, sorry, and trying to wake myself up. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, my um jazz, uh, jazz keen who DJ's with Pingo Loco as well, and mm. he produces the or he presents the Zoo with mm. Laura, uh, on Spin three eight. That's I think that's like the ideal, that is the ideal time, like seven till it's seven till ten or seven till eleven. I think it's seven till ten, mm. uh, midweek, and it's just good fun. I think that'll be, I think that'll be my my time, my yeah. time to shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My radio time. All
0: right, good to know, Good to know, gonna, What right. would yours be? Um, I, I'd say probably, I'd say maybe like uh, like a ten to one. At 10 a.m. to 10, 1 p.m. Nice, nice slot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like
1: the lunchtime slot.
0: Yeah, like or, or like like the like an old like Jerry Ryan style slot. You ooh. know, maybe somewhere we could get a bit of like you're gonna ter- go full Tom Joe Duffy, on. eh? Uh, Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be the vibe. Like we, I could definitely do something like that, interactive with a bit of music, but like, yeah, not not majorly. I don't think it wouldn't
1: be it wouldn't be primarily primarily music.
0: It no, I think be, that like my thing would be more like the chats. You know
1: what I mean? Th- uh, well. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so yeah, I feel like something like midday. Uh we got a bit slo- of Tom's therapy going, you yeah. know. I'm I'm
1: all on board for that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I think it's fine. <laughs> I like
0: the yeah, I like the idea of that with like being a logo just like giving someone a fucking fridge and then being like, "So, what are your daddy issues?" <laughs> you <laughs> daddy <know>? issues. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know.
1: <laughs> Where do I start? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> daddy yeah, yeah, daddy issues sounds kind of sexy when you say it. I have daddy issues. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Do you? Yeah, I definitely. I do. definitely
1: have daddy issues, one hundred percent.
0: Who is more? Maybe yeah, you probably have more. Uh, like I, I, I like. I'd say so. Yeah.
1: My my mom, single mom. Yeah. Uh, my three sisters now, they're my stepdad's kids. Mm. Uh, now I say my stepdad, but he is my dad. Yeah. He always was. Um. When when
0: did like when did he become he, your dad? When he, did they, like they technically
1: technically they they were they got married when I think I was. Twelve or something like that. Mm. Um, but they had like he was. They were dating for like a couple of years before that, so he would have came into my life when I was probably around eight or nine. Mm. Um, and do you get on great? Oh, great! Yeah, he is. He is dad. He's not. You know, I'll always introduce him as stepdad, and then people who know the situation are going, "Why do you call him dad and not your stepdad?" Mm. Um, but that's no. He's he's my dad. Yeah, such old, a good old Kenny.
0: I feel like it's one of like that's a cool because it must be a just an interesting situation like as a like as a man if you're coming into like that situation where you're like they're like just to to thread that
1: line you're taking over someone else's life not uh, that that sounds weird Mm. but that that's what's doing you're you're filling you're filling a role that someone has never experienced before like i i had never experienced you know, a father figure in in the house, like like I did when I was when I was younger, my grandfather. Hmm. But um, not like when me and my mum moved out of that house. It was kind of just me, and my mum. Yeah. Um, and it was weird going from not having that and do that you kind of adult male figurehead there to all of a sudden him being there. Totally.
0: And and like, do you do you have any contact with your biological dad?
1: Uh, funny one. Um, ye no, not in years. Mm-hmm. Um. I go through weird bouts of getting super angry about it mm. um because he cho- he chose not to be in my life. he had ample opportunities, but he just chose not to be mm. um and like I know his name, I know he has a partner um I know they have two kids together, two sons, so I have two half brothers that I've never met,
0: and is he in their life like is he a he's a in their lives kid?
1: yeah yeah, um, which kind of kinda stung a little bit when you found that out. Of course. Um
0: how did you find that out?
1: I saw on Facebook. Really? Yeah. I was uh I was like fourteen and was kind of I had this or fourteen, fifteen, I had this in my head that like I wonder what he's doing. I, I it's it still randomly pops in you like, oh I wonder what he's doing. Not that I not that I should care, but I do. Mm. Um and it I was like yeah I'll search him on Facebook and I found it and then I saw like a baby picture. I was like oh shit and it's Mark Junior so and mark jr is the stamp of me when i was a kid really yeah and that that's i think that's what freaked me out most mm. was more like what's the difference here
0: and you've never like since you made that discovery you've never reached no out i so
1: i i made that discovery and then oh, i think it was like it was before i turned 18 i was like 17 18 mm. i think um i reached out to his brother um dave so he would be my uncle, and he was always like i i loved dave i still do love dave he's great uh, him and his family are great um but i reached out to him first before reaching out to my dad and i met dave and kind of sat down and you know i haven't seen each other since it was like 2002 or something like that so like a lot of catching up to do um they technically didn't know me as a person do you mm. know what i mean yeah, they would have yeah. met me when i was like what seven or eight um but he sat down and was like look i'm gonna i'll, I'll talk to him and, and try and get him to reach out and he didn't. And then I, when I was, or no, he rang me on my 18th birthday. And, uh, you know, it was like, hello, son. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And he was like, oh, you know, it's Mark. I was like, don't call me. First off, don't call me, son. That's like, that's way down the line. And you said you said that straight oh, away. Oh, flat out. Don't, don't, call, don't call me, son. Like that, that's a way, 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 way. Yeah. Um, and he was like, look, I'd like to, Um, I'd like to see you. And um, would your mum be all right with it? And I was like, to be honest, like it's my mum was of the opinion that it's nothing to do with her. I'm kind of I'm eighteen years of age, I'm my own man. I can I can decide whether I want her or not. Mm. And he was like, all right, Grant, sure, Look, I'll ring you during the week, and um, and we'll figure something out. Never heard from.
0: Him. Ever again.
1: Um, never heard from him until I was working. I used to work in Headigan's pub in Finsbury. Um and there was a really great team there we were all really good mates that were working behind the bar and we used to go out all the fucking time Um, on the weekends Sunday was our big one we'd always roll out of McGowan's in Phibsborough at like mm. 5 in the morning yeah. Um, but I got hammered one night and found him on Facebook and sent him this massive like message being like this is your final opportunity to ever speak to me uh, if you don't respond to this I'll know and you know I'll be out of your life, and I'll make you regret ever, you know, um, ever deciding that. And mm. then he got he rang me the next day and was like, oh, you know, I it's it was like a, a sign from God that you like came into because I was only thinking about you the other day, and I was like, all right, just cut the fucking bullshit for a minute and just actually speak to me man to man. And uh, he was like, right, we'll meet tomorrow for a drink. And I had all these things in my head that I wanted to talk to him about and wanted to ask him about and why he never wanted to be a part of my life and why it was different now and why why he'd want to be a part of their lives, mm-hmm. as in my brother's lives, but not a part of mine. Um, and I just panicked um, when I met him and just got belligerently drunk. And yeah, like rolled out of... It was, that was the night I actually nearly got arrested. The only time I've ever nearly got arrested. I was standing uh, outside the Bank of Ireland, the Glass and Evan, singing the Scottish national anthem at the top of my lungs at two in the morning after leaving the gravediggers with him. And he dropped me off on his way to Ashburn. He dropped me there. I don't know why i got him to drop me there because my house was the other direction mm. and i stood outside all outside the gates of the botanic garden singing the scottish national anthem <laughs> the flower of scotland <laughs> when will we see you again i was just singing that at the top of my lungs and so like, this metaphor
0: your dad is the flower of Scotland.
1: apparently um <laughs> therapist tom yeah um but my mates were like trying to find me and were texting me going like what the fuck's happening where are you and i had like sent them a message saying, "Look, I'm here," and someone had obviously rang the police, and the police came up and were like, "Here, like, what the fuck is going on?" And we're about to like put me into the car, and my friends rolled up in a taxi on the off chance they were coming down that road, and they rolled up in a taxi, and they were like, "Oh no, like, we know him, we'll we'll bring him home." And they were like, "You sure?" And I were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's just had a bit of a rough night, like um, we'll we'll take him home, we'll bring him home." It's like, "All right, Grant," and the carrots just gave me to them, put me in a taxi, brought me home, and. Get into the house, and I went up to the toilet, and then fell asleep in the toilet. Excellent <laughs> Woke up in the bath the next Jesus. morning.
0: Jesus, yeah. And so, and and yeah, but I mean, like, it's I can't imagine if you've like, like almost like not to be dramatic about it, but like dreamt of this conversation, and then it actually yep. comes, and you sit down, and I, 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 of course you have all these things to say, and like yep. no way you're gonna get the
1: myself best. and my grandfather actually had a big falling out over it because he was like this that was your opportunity, and you fucked it. Mm. And I got really emotional. I remember breaking down in tears in work, in front of one of my managers, and he was like, uh, 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 "What the fuck?" Uh, like he knew what he knew the the backstory. Like I had told him when I was going to see my father for the first time, and then he just saw me break down and was like. Uh, shit, uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, do you want to raise? <laughs> just heard yes. me. It just started to was like, uh, just take an extra 10 minutes off a break and just like, go for a snooze or something, Like you'll be alright. Go like, for a snooze. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Barry.
0: When have you ever had a big breakdown and been like, oh, I just just need a snooze, man? Yeah, was, <laughs> that was it. Like, um,
1: uh. But yeah, we had a big falling out over that because I fluffed the opportunity to, to answer all these questions. And I'm kind of looking back at it now, I'm kind of like, do you know what? I'm glad I don't know the answer to the questions because. Mm. Kind of don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, things have turned out okay. Um, it was always like a thing when I was a kid mm-hmm. where my family would always talk really derogative. Der- uh, I can't get that. Hey, derogatively. Talk derogatively about him. Um, around me and it used to piss me off because I wasn't able to make that decision for myself. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they were telling me he was a bad person and I didn't want to believe it. Mm. Um, even though all the signs pointed to him being a bad person. Sure. Um. But yeah, it's it's like a, a weird kind of I want to find this out for myself and then the older I got and you know, my family would always turn around and say to you like, uh, oh, it doesn't matter, like you have a family that love you anyway, and you know, we we love you to the moon and back and all that kind of thing. Um but it was always as a kid you're like, yeah, but like that's not the point. But I think the older you get, you're kinda like, Yeah, I don't really care.
0: And does it how does it inform your relationship to the potential of being a dad or having kids?
1: I, like, it sounds really weird and again, Maria is gonna <laughs> freak when she hears this, but like, I, if I could have kids tomorrow, I would like, mm. now, I am in no way, shape or form ready for kids mm-hmm. at all. I am very immature. But, like, I would love to have kids mm. in the morning. Um, I want to, I don't want to be like him and I want to prove that, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I want to prove to myself that it's not that hard a job. Obviously, I know parenting is an incredibly difficult task, but I want to prove kind of to myself that the fact that he wasn't there didn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. Mm. And I want to be the father to my kids that I didn't have. Mm. I did have it for my stepdad. He's amazing. Um, I really can't put into words how much i love that man Mm. but uh yeah from like the biological side of things it's it's like a weird identity thing
0: yeah because there must be something so special about having like a stepdad because okay you have a dad and you have whatever relationship you have with him but then you have a and that like is kind of you know as someone who's like he chose to be there exactly that's exactly what he made the
1: conscious decision to to be a part of my life,
0: yeah. He had absolutely no like blood he had, yeah. requirement. He had or...
1: every every chance and every choice to be like, nope, mm. and he didn't.
0: Such a, it's such a like it in, in the in the most like um it's like, it's it's the most manly thing you could do. Whatever whatever manliness oh, yeah. is yeah. like, yeah. but like in terms of like stepping up, showing up, being there, being
1: a, a positive role model, and doing in the right life. Thing. Yeah, doing the yeah yeah. No, uh, it's, yeah. it's it's um. I I genuinely can't actually put into words how much I love that man. So mm.
0: Yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. Right, let's give it a spin. Let's go first. Got really emotional. Woo! yay
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right, number four and one forty-one. Do you have it? Forty-one. No,
1: forty-three. No.
0: Forty-one. Know. Um, questions. What's your biggest career disappointment?
1: Oh, um, biggest career disappointment. It was one of my first gigs, and it set the tone for the rest of my career. <laughs> Um, been one big disappointment. <laughs> yes. Um. No, it taught me a lesson very early. There's, there's like two or three. Um. One of them was was the uh, the family or the all star Mister and Mrs thing where they mm. closed the door. I mean, that was one of like I'll never forget. In like, the movie of your life, that's, I will never forget them closing like, that door. Those big double doors, and they just boom. I'll never forget that. And then
0: did you have to go back out through them yourself afterwards?
1: Yeah. I, I, the worst part was I didn't want to admit defeat. I was like, no i can i can i can turn this around lads yeah. it, and i played for two hours after by myself
0: oh jesus
1: christ oh god looking back at it you're like jesus christ yeah how have you somehow managed to make a career out of this yeah but you kind of
0: need that those <laughs> yeah moments. you need
1: you need the kick in the the kick in the teeth mm. um that was one of them and then the other one was um there was a competition travel to ultra which was um ultra music festival in croatia mm. and it was win a, a slot at the festival and they were doing one of the heats with the college DJ society Um, and I had gotten through to, uh, to perform to be one of the contestants and they put me first on and it was my first year in college summer ball all my friends were coming down like they literally had to be first in the queue if they were going to see any of my sets so they like queued up for an hour beforehand mm-hmm. so they skipped pre-drinking and everything they were like no we have to go see Dan and I was wor- I used to work in a bar in college. Um, so I had said to my boss, like, "Look, I know you need me for the summer ball, but can I have the first half hour off so I can do my set?" And he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So I was getting up like to DJ in my full like uniform for the for the college bar, big bright orange shirt with New Bar written across <laughs> it. Um, and got up on stage, and, popped my USB into the decks, and the USB just didn't work. I hadn't done it right. Um, I hadn't transferred all my stuff right, and it just went to shit. And everything had to be wiped off my USB. And then, like I'll never. It was Rory Lynam, and he was there, and he looked at me. He was like, "Have you got another USB?" And I went, "Nope." And he goes, "Well, lesson learned, buddy." So I had to. My friends were down the front looking at me, and I had to just turn around and walk off stage. And. It was that would have been like the the biggest gig I had ever done to date, and I just had to turn around and walk off stage. And then not only that, but I was also on the bar in the room where they were doing that, in the venue where they were doing that. So I had to watch everyone else get up and do their sets while I was working for the rest of the thing. And that just I have like this weird anxiety now where I have like four USBs on me at all the time. <laughs> um, that really that that hurts still. Mm. now i knew it, it It was i i didn't think i ever had a chance of winning it and uh, the, the guys that were in it were a lot more experienced than i was but it was a case of like yeah that hurt that that having to watch them afterwards was was really tough oh. um that and then yeah the the double doors all right it's opposite end of the spectrum
0: doors. right then so just before you come on chatting, like, what's up how's it going and you're then something like belfast happens
1: yeah belfast kind of i don't think i've still i, I still don't think i've processed belfast fully yeah. um but it's uh to fill the listeners in on belfast um stormzy was playing belsonic uh last thursday um thursday the 20th and myself, Jadel and Oshin, two of my, my really good mates, me and Jadel live together. Um, We were going up to see the gig. Mm-hmm. Um, Oshin and Jadel were playing the after party in the, one of the clubs. So we were like, yeah, we'll go up and we'll, you know, make a kind of day of it. Um, went up. It was Jadel's 21st birthday. We were all on a buzz. You know, um, I went and collected the tickets for the gig. And... I got to the hotel with the tickets just after collecting them and this was at a quarter to seven. Now, Gates had opened at six Mm. and the first act, Fredo, was supposed to be on at seven. So it was supposed to be Fredo for... From seven till eight, Fredo. Uh, From eight till quarter past nine was Sigrid. And then from half nine till the end was Stormzy. So, we were like, cool. Uh, Got the tickets, got into the hotel room. Oshin was still on the train from Dublin. Uh, Jadel was in another hotel and... I was just kind of chilling and I was going to go have a shower and get ready or whatever and my boss from the academy rings me and uh, he, the the coverage was a bit bad and I thought he said, uh, are you psyched? And I was like, eh, yeah man, like, we're in pretty good form. Why? And he was like, no, gobshite, like, are you on site? And I went, uh, oh no, um, why? And he was like, well, how quick can you get there? I, was, I don't know, like the hotel is about 10 or 15 minutes away and, uh, he was like, Good, uh, you have your USBs with you. Yeah. He said, Well, um, Alan, the owner of the company, he said, um Alan just rang me Sigrid's too sick to go on stage. Um, you and the lads are going on. <laughs> it's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah yeah, you and the lads are supporting <laughs> no you and the lads are supporting Fredo and Stormzy to fifteen thousand people. And we were like I kind of froze from I was looking out the window of the, the hotel room, I kind of froze and kinda of almost swayed a little bit. I was like, probably the closest I've ever come to fainting mm. <laughs> like can you repeat that please <laughs> and he was like yeah um, like you're supporting Freedom Storms. Stormzy Sigrid's too sick to go on uh, you're on stage in 20 minutes so I was like fuck um, right jumped in a, a ta- or rang or put it into the, the group chat sent in like a voice message to the group chat it was just me frantically being like holy fucking shit oh my god you never guess what just happened <laughs> um, to the lads and uh Collected Jadell in a taxi. O'Sheen was freaking out, thinking that he wasn't going to make it there on time, because um, he was still on the train. And we literally jumped in a taxi, collected Jadell, went straight up to the the kind of the the road in, and the roads were closed all around. And kind of we pulled up, and the lad, the stewards that were there, were like, "Are you Dan?" We're like, "Yeah." Like, yeah. like, right, go. And they like opened up the road for us. Taxi like literally drove us to the stage, and uh, went in the guys gave us the wristbands are like, Look, thanks so much for, for doing this and so short notice. <laughs> they like, Oh, the pleasure's all mine, trust me. <laughs> um But walked us up on stage and the guy from M C D was kinda looking at us and he goes, Right, we're about to make the announcement um that Sigrid isn't playing and then you'll go on. And we were like, sweet. Um, walked up on stage, there's about probably about two, three thousand people in front, uh in front of the stage. We're like, Oh, oh my God, that's already the biggest uh crowd that any of us would have played it and uh went on or they made the announcement and a couple of people booed the fact that Sigrid wasn't playing obviously she had a couple of fans in the in the crowd obviously there was more Sigrid fans there than there were Dan Duffy fans put it that way um and yeah we just they pulled all our gear off stage we went on and kind of just myself and kind of looked at each other and went right let's let's do it and it was like a real real like corny movie scene and i was kind of like trying to take it all in and I, like grabbed him and i like th- we were up on the like those big screens on either side of the stage and i didn't realize that we were up on those screens but i like turned to him and i like grabbed him by the shoulders and was like let's fucking do this and i like hit my slap across the face <laughs> <laughs> and like people started laughing i was like i didn't think anyone would see that but anyway i just kind of uh, get you know like a little psycho like slap across the face like yeah let's fucking do this yeah and uh first song i played was uh the circle of life from the lion king Oh, we went weird went weird nice uh circle life from lion king put the put it on a one beat loop and mixed in a hip-hop track and the place went bananas and then from then it just kept like going higher and higher and higher and um yeah the sun was beating down when we were playing and it was like real picturesque it was kind of like i took a step back at one point jadelle or Oshin eventually joined us up on stage and uh kind of we were all like looking at each other, going, "This is insane!" And like Usheen and Jadel, I had kind of helped them a lot with their careers. Like Jadel, I spent a lot of time with Jadel trying to, you know, build his career up, and the same with usheen, mm. And um, you know, it was kind of a weird proud dad moment when you're looking at them, going, "Like we're literally playing to five thousand people." Or yeah, I think yeah. it was, I think it was like there was probably about eight thousand people there by the time we got off stage. Mm. Um, and I just, I'll, I'll never forget. I was. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to make the fucking most of this now. And when we finished, we pulled off and I went back to... um, The the Fredo's DJ came on and she mixed into her and a, one of my tunes that was playing. So my USB was still in the decks and my headphones are still over there. So I was like, look, I'm, I'll let her play her song. When she's finished with it, I'll go over and get my stuff. So I went over got my stuff took the usb out took the headphones out and like shook her hand and walked off and as i was walking on stage i kind of just turned and looked over my shoulder and there was a lot of people down the front that were kind of looking at me and i just kind of like held my headphones up in the air triumphantly like looking at them I'm like yeah and like a lot of people just started screaming and like cheering or whatever and it was just one of those moments where like fuck that's so good man it was yeah it's weird It was like like what i was saying to you it was like one of those weird movie moments where like our star player has gone down in the world cup final mm-hmm. who are we going to pick this guy from the crowd yeah. and then scores the winning goal it was it was that kind of feeling
0: yeah it's so good like I'm just making the movie of your life and like like it like it, it starts it starts okay so I've got a, it like it starts with some kind of like like dad thing it, like dad, it, obviously it daddy, has to daddy issues Dan and then next like at some point we're gonna have the, the moment where he closes the the, the Marquee and you're left yeah. playing yourself trying and then like we're gonna skip a lot of shit and we're gonna start helping the lads and whatever and then we're gonna go to Belfast and mm. we're gonna the Stormzy thing and like that ridiculous yeah. movie moment that doesn't even belong in a movie and then we go back and like you go back and you do like like it's it's a, like a few months later and you do like another gig where you're back like helping out like you know at the marquee except this yeah, time, fucking nail it yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean fuck you yeah. fuck you sally gardens right yeah. and then you're d- and then you're and then and then like your brilliant stepdads at the back and you're just like yeah oh, that's my real dad
1: there we go You got it that's it it's i mean done there's there. oscars coming it, there is yeah i'm gonna play myself ah uh, we No, i think you should play me i'll play you
0: yeah i don't know how to dj uh, DJing is really confusing me. I don't understand any of it. Like even when you say like I was mixing something in with the Lion King, and then I'm like, are you doing that on the fly? Like you couldn't even prep for this. Yeah, yeah no, that's that was
1: that was on the fly. That's something that I've that I've done though. I that I've I've been doing that for years. That that kind of mix. There's there's a couple of different routines that I have. Like mm. and, yeah, um, that Lion King one is, is one that always goes down really well because people are like what the fuck, and then um something lovely comes in. But yeah, like those a lot of them, my weird ones come on the fly. Mm the weird ones that stick around are always ones that I'm like oh fuck it yeah let's just try this in the middle of a gig and it works um the really good stuff is never planned mm. the the planned stuff is always like uh, it's overthought yeah um yeah, yeah.
0: you can tell that as a like as a performer of any kind like it's like when something happens yeah. in the moment it it's, unbelievable. it's so much
1: better yeah if if you plan the shit out of something and then i don't i feel like it it never reaches your expectations of what you thought it was going to be because mm-hmm. you've. Uh, I'm the type of person where I'll build something up in my head so big and I think that's kind of, that's why I was so happy about Stormzy being so last minute because mm. it was like had had we been told the week of I would have been building it up and like preparing and like going and overthinking stuff and then the fact that we got the phone call 20 minutes before you we went on stage mm. I didn't have time to do that so it was really authentic if you know what I mean like yeah. the feelings were authentic rather than just like it Ended up being a bit of a letdown. Totally. And did you meet Stormzy? Uh, very briefly. Wasn't he? I wouldn't even say meet. It was like we were um in our kind of dressing rooms. The dressing rooms were like outdoors uh, in a little circle, and he came in and it was like one of those weird moments where you're looking at someone so famous that you're like, I'm actually seeing them in the flesh. Mm. And he kind of just walked in and was like, Oh, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up here? You? And um, he just walked uh into his dressing room and he got ready for the gig or whatever and then before he when he was coming out it was incredible to see a winner's mentality up close and personal Mm -hmm. he had his headphones in when he was walking to the stage no one was speaking to him and he just kept walking towards the car uh, that was bringing him over to the stage and he just kept clapping going I'm coming up in the world man I'm coming up in the world I'm coming up in the world just kept repeating it over and over again and then got into the got into the van brought him to the stage he did the, the show the show was insane and we left early to go to we had to dj the after party but one of the guys stuck around after and he was saying that he was in the dressing room getting his stuff when Stormzy got off stage and he came he was like the only word i could use to describe it was galloping like he was like jumping around the place like a like a child that was after eating a shit of skittles like he was just <laughs> full of energy and full of beans and jumping around and having a great time and it was just he was so happy with with that gig and it was one of those things you know you know, when artists and stuff are like oh I'm so happy to be here in Belfast and you're like you've said that at every gig on your 48th Stop World Tour mm. um, but it was like when he was saying it man you, you've no idea how long I was waiting for this Belfast show and when you saw them before and after you were like yeah that's authentic interesting flat out yeah,
0: yeah man it's like yeah that's the thing you can't fake that like spontaneity and you can't fake that Pure emotion, like yeah, you 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 can't, yeah,
1: definitely. You can't fake it. Um, but he was, yeah, amazing. One of the best hip hop acts I've I've seen live. And then the lads, um, we Fredo was the other the guy that was on, um, that was on the bill as well. And his dressing room was right next to ours. Mm. And we came out of the dressing room, and he was out there uh, having a fag. And the lads were kind of like, "Holy shit, that's Fredo! What the fuck?" Uh, And kind of looking at each other, and. I had a couple of beers with me at this point and was feeling a little bit obviously full of confidence after smashing the set or whatever and Mm. I like turned to Fred and was like yeah did you like that warm up set did you? (laughs) and he was like yeah why? that was me bro (sighs) and he just goes nice and that was it we walked off and the lads were like trust you to fucking say that like yeah Oh, fuck it. Yeah, that fuck was. It. That, I
0: feel like that was your day. You could do whatever you want. Yeah, that
1: was that was one of those shoot your shot moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fr- like that was one of those days where everything was going right. He could have been like, "Yeah, well, I need a new warm up for my world tour, so you're on, bro." Like it literally, it was that kind of feeling where like anything could happen here. Yeah. I'm just gonna chance it. Yeah, man. So yeah, it was gas.
0: That's so sweet. I love that story. What a way to end. Uh, that's us. We did the hour, man. Us. Jeez, sixty minutes. Um, do us a favor um tell us about like what's going on because obviously you're the. Flat house. what's going on? What's Flat is, out, what's yeah.
1: Um, Marcus, one of your your old... Um, uh, what's the word Guess. I'm looking for? Guests. Yeah. That's the word. Oh, he's a has-been, oh, man. He's a <laughs> I'd never say that about <laughs> Marcus. That fella oh, he's, Marcus. he's doing nothing. Um, he's only going one way. Every Monday, uh, I'm in tramline with him, uh, one of the biggest student nights. I think it, it is the biggest student night in the country now at this point, Hijinx. Mm. Um, with Marcus I play hip hop in there in room two. Um, Thursdays at the moment for the summer I'm in Navin um, in 41 in Navin run by a fellow Moran yeah two two fellow Morans three fellow Morans mm-hmm. um, nice nice men and for great men Um, out there every Thursday and then Fridays up and down the country with Bingo Loco the biggest craze kind of Sweeping the nation at the moment. Mm -hmm. I Uh, was, as you can tell,
0: I was writing my bio for Coppers, the musical. I was like, I'm gonna include Bingo Loken, and I was trying to find the word, like the right word. I went to the website, being like, Is there a quote I can use? I was like, I was like, Ireland's most popular night out, like, probably, yeah, maybe I think so. Like, across the like, there's not, there can't be any other nights that they're doing. There's no other nights that have been that successful, gigs a weekend or whatever, yeah,
1: and then that they turn around and go, (laughs) Do you know what? Let's start our own festival. Yeah, let's sell it out first time round. Like it's, there's ten percent tickets left or something.
0: That's what I love it. Like even today I was saying, like I was in chatting to the lads and I was like, and like the ambition of like what they're doing next and the plan. They're like, yeah, so this is big and then but like we need something bigger by like Christmas and then something bigger for next year. Like,
1: yeah, you're like, when when's this gonna stop? Yeah, like, where where's the where's the ceiling here?
0: Like they're literally like fire festival that hasn't fucked up yet. Yeah, like and really it's just gonna show, get bigger, like, it's and, gonna bigger
1: fuck and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Fridays with Bingo Loco and then. Yeah, Saturday's kind of between Limelight in Belfast and um, the Academy then in Dublin. Yeah. Along with more bingo loco. Sweet. So, huh? yeehaw. Yeah. A couple of festivals for the summer Electric Picnic and Longitude and Loco Land Festival. And yeah, so much. It's, living the dream, man. Living the dream. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Dan Duffy, lovely. thanks for playing
0: Personality Bingo. Thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: So, guys, that was the amazing Dan Duffy playing personality bingo. Dan, if you are listening, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. I know you are the self-proclaimed busiest man in Ireland. That sounds like an insult. I mean, I don't mean as an insult. I'm just going to spiral into a flurry of self-hatred now. I'm sorry, but you are real busy. Like, like if I was to look at your calendar, I'd be like, whoa, that is a busy calendar. Thanks so much for taking the time to do it out of your busy schedule. Whoa, what a weird moment, but I'm not doing it again. Um, in other news, go and check out uh, Copperface Jacks the Musical. Uh, we are back um, better than ever. I'm so chuffed to be back in the room with the guys. They're just the best. And uh, yeah, as I said, we're opening this week, which is insane. So please come and uh, see the show. I mean, doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. I just want to see it because it's fucking good crack. Uh, what else? In other news, yeah, go and check out Land. It's the Bingo Loco Festival. The lads are just smashing it. They are the most ambitious, talented, intelligent people I've ever met. Go and check out that festival. It's bound to be brilliant. It's Example. It's S Club 7. It's Dustin the Turkey. It's Tony Cantwell. So much madness going on there, as well as Andrew Stanley and Dan Duffy. Just... um creating additional general carnage so look it's all set up uh, to be an unbelievable festival and uh, yeah there's shows throughout the summer so go and check them out uh, i'm going straight to a show now um, in 22 and um, that's sold out so look it's one of them gigs you need to get on on it pretty quick because uh, these are popular shows but uh, they're only popular because they're brilliant and i know if you like this podcast you'll probably love the shows uh, what else uh, go check out our Patreon patreon.com forward slash personality bingo if you can chuck a little bit of cash our way the price of a coffee price of a pint that is loads anything really makes a difference lads anything you can do is massively appreciated and uh, what else yeah go and say hello um, at tmore93 on Twitter and Instagram uh, the personality bingo account is at personal bingo and uh, go and share a screenshot of this episode on your story on instagram that seems to be a really good way to uh, share i've heard other podcasters saying that and it seems to make a lot of sense anything like that tweet facebook just telling a friend whatever you can do do it it makes a massive difference lads look these conversations mean a lot to me and if you're listening i hope they mean a lot to you so i just want to get them out there to as many people as possible but look that's it from me uh what an episode uh what a great time to be alive! um thank so much for listening and we'll see you next week for another episode of personality bingo with tom Moore. Come we'll